let's welcome on board former NBA player Vin Baker joins us now has a new book out God in Starbucks an NBA superstar's journey through addiction and recovery Vin thank you for a couple minutes this morning Mark Malusis Maggie Gray with you we appreciate the time all right thanks for having me guys Vin, really appreciate you. And as I'm getting through your book, I'll admit I'm not done with it yet. But can I read a passage, if you don't mind? Because I don't think that people understood just how low and how bad things had gotten for you. And before you went to rehab for the last time, what is hopefully the last time for you, this is just one thing I wanted to read that I thought just this really, this, this kind of broke my heart for you. You said, as I make my way to the bathroom, turn on the lights and catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror. Most days I turn away from my own reflection because what I see disgusts and frightens me. Gone is the world-class athlete with an easy and ever-present smile. In his place is a sad and sick man in the final stages of a death spiral. This is what end-stage alcoholism looks like. Yellow, sunken eyes, hollow cheeks, 190 pounds of sagging, wrinkled flesh draped across a 6-foot-11 frame. In my playing days, I carried 250 pounds of muscle. Now I'm a living, breathing skeleton a walking corpse. Vin, wow, that is unbelievable. Do you take yourself back to that time now, even now that you've been sober for several years, do you still go back to these low moments like this? Well, you know, I am absolutely remind myself it's, it's one day at a time, and I'm, I'm blessed to be seven years, almost seven years in sobriety. But, you know, every day you have to remind yourself of, of the places that you've been, um, it, it gives you unhealthy fear and respect of the disease that is alcoholism. So, um, yeah, that that moment in, in my life was actually the turning moment when I looked in the mirror and saw what I had become. And, and, and so many times in alcoholism and addiction, you don't see that. You don't see yourself to the, the world, and you certainly don't see yourself um, looking at yourself. And that day was, it was a big day for me because I actually was able in my drunken state to see myself and see um, how my body had deteriorated and, and my spirit was gone. And I was able to pick myself up after looking at myself physically and uh, get my check myself in. So it was really a, a, a sad day in, in, in my life, but really the best day, one of, in some ways the best day of my life because uh, it was the day I actually saw myself and, and that I was dying. And, uh, you know, that's what my goal is to, to in this book, is to people who are struggling to actually see themselves, maybe find themselves uh, in my book, in, in my story, to get themselves some help. Vin, what did writing this book do for you? Um, it cleansed me. It, it opened up. Uh, you know, I, I've obviously been sober, but it really cleansed my mind and spirit, not just of the alcoholism, but just the journey, um, my career. Um, it gave me a new lease on life. The fact that I was able to, you know, tell my story, um, get through my story. I've made amends with, you know, people very close to my, to me in my life, my mother, my father, my wife, my children. So, uh, the story really allowed me to reach out, uh, to a world of recovery. And at the same time, kind of in some ways celebrate how far I've, I've come, you know, the, the title God in Starbucks, I think, you know, so many titles have been hundred million dollars to Starbucks or a hundred million dollars all the way to a, a barista. Well, the Starbucks piece really was the upswing for me. It was an opportunity. It was, it was actually a celebration that I was able to now go and work into a place where 
as you just mentioned, there was a place where I was close to death. So um, the book meant so much to me. The, the, the piece of working at Starbucks was, again, a celebration for me because going from death to being able to make caramel macchiatos is pretty serious. It's a pretty serious accomplishment. Yeah, we're talking with Vin Baker. He's a four-time All-Star. He won an Olympic gold medal, Team USA in 2000. Uh, he's written a book, God and Starbucks. Howard Schultz, the founder of Starbucks, who owned the Seattle Supersonics, who you played for, wrote a very nice uh, piece in the book, too, uh, praising the book. And, you know, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people would probably say it's humbling to work at Starbucks after you'd made $100 million in your career and lost that $100 million, But... You know, it's great to take pride in what you're doing and to have a purpose every day and have a, a place to go where you feel like you're being valued. You know, Vin, I think a lot of people would just wonder, you had this this good NBA career, as I said, four-time All-Star, Team USA, yet you were drinking it sometimes before games. I, I'm just curious, how did you do that? How did you pull that off? I mean, how 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 terrible were things to, to be drinking before an NBA game? Well, they were awful. I mean, I, I, that just speaks... I think more to the disease. Again, I'd like to reach a world of recovery. Like it, it, I, I was able to pull it off oh so long. And then obviously the wheels came off and I'm grateful that the wheels came off and I was outed and I was able to get a chance to ultimately save my life. But, you know, a lot of things were going on. Addiction is, is very serious and it doesn't matter the stage that you're on or the money that you make, what you have, the cars, it, it's, it's a very serious disease. And, you know, the covers, I was able to lie to myself and lie to people around me um, about my addiction. I wasn't really that much drinking that much. I really wasn't, you know, drinking before games. But I had to do, in some ways, I had to do these things for the maintenance, the seizures or, 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 or the, 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 the threat of death because I was drinking so much. So in some ways, it was this survival tactic. It, the only difference is I was on this stage of the world or, or the country in the NBA where, you know, it's, it's all about lights, camera, action, all-stars and championships. But I was just as sick as any other other person uh, that goes through the disease of alcoholism. I just happened to be on a different stage. And, and that's what I want to be able to show. It doesn't matter what you have and what stage you're on. It's important that you make life the priority. And I'm, I'm grateful that I didn't die in the process and then I was ultimately able to make life the priority. Finn, are you happy now? I'm ecstatic now. Um, I was just, you know, sharing with my family, like I'm, I'm a minister at my father's church, the church that I grew up in. Um, I'm married to uh, a wonderful woman. I have four beautiful kids. My son just um, got a full uh, scholarship to go to Boston college to play basketball. Like even if I had gone the route of Carl Malone and kept been an all-star multiple times, like, would I be any happier today with what's going on in my life, being in the ministry and having terrific kids and having a wonderful wife? Would I be any happier? And the answer is no. So I'm, I'm happy, and then I'm ecstatic that I get a chance to share my story, and now the purpose-driven life comes in that I can share my story and hopefully save other lives. So I couldn't be in a better place in my life right now. Vin Baker is our guest. You, know, you also have a line in the book. It's just really a line. Maybe it's a little bit of a throwaway, but I, I, I stopped on it where you said Steph Curry is the best player in the league. And, you know, you spanned like two very significant eras, you know, Michael Jordan era, then after that. And I'm just curious, Vin, did you see this sort of three-point revolution coming? I mean, did, could you have guessed that Steph Curry would be one of the faces of the league when, when you were drafted? No, I, I didn't. I, I didn't see, you know, we had great players similar to Steph, you know, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, um, but never 
did, you know, Reggie and Ray define the league? I think we always, in, in their particular eras, you know, we had the big men still, and of course we had Michael but and, and Kobe, and then we had LeBron. So I never saw the three-point game coming this way. I never saw Steph Curry coming this way. Not so much that he's just great at it, but he's really changed the entire scope of the league, the dynamic of the league that everybody wants to copy Golden State style of play. So I, I'd be lying. I think a lot of guys from the 90s would not be telling you the truth if they saw Steph Curry in this, this style of basketball in the league the way it is today. But it's enjoyable to watch. I'm not one of the players from the 90s that says, needs to be in the post, it needs to be more physical. It's really an, uh, an enjoy to watch these kids, uh, you know, shoot the ball the way they're doing it today. Vin, is, is Jordan the greatest player of all time? I think so. Um, I think I think he's he's the greatest that I've ever seen and, and played against. Um, I don't know, you know, I know the debate with LeBron is is always, you know, relevant, uh, just because I, I think LeBron's going to make the argument for how long he's able to sustain it um, with the way he takes care of his body. But as of now, I would put Michael as the greatest to ever live, and I would put LeBron at, at a close second. I think he's a talent that we've never seen before. And it's really unfortunate how the debate, we don't get a chance to enjoy LeBron as much as we do because we're always making comparison with him and Michael. You know, Michael never had to do this with Bill Russell. It was always his time, his era, and never compared the amount of championships because if it was about that, then Bill Russell would be the greatest. So I'm just really enjoying the way basketball's played. LeBron's been a great ambassador for the league. Um, But I, I do give the edge to Michael right now. Yeah, you must have been shocked. We only have about 20 seconds left when uh, Kyrie requested a trade to leave LeBron James. Very shocked. Um, You know, it's all about championships and winning. I I think for most people, and Kyrie's certainly in that position to do it for multiple years, but I also understand a guy of that caliber of talent wanting his own situation. So I'm not shocked from that standpoint, but, you know, a lot of guys want what he has, and that's the spot next to maybe the greatest player ever. Vin Baker, God in Starbucks, an NBA superstar's journey through addiction and recovery. Vin, you sound great. Book is fantastic. Best of luck with everything in life moving forward. And we appreciate the time this morning. All right, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate you guys giving me a chance to share my story.